You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I feel like I want more crack. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. All right, gentlemen, today's cliche Mount Rushmore talker is in honor of 24 hours of Odell Beckham Jr. speculation that was shot down by pretty much every credible national NFL reporter today. All due respect to our guy Moose on WFAN. If you want that full interview, Score North Live, podcastable, Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app from yesterday. But let's, let's pay homage to our friend Odell Beckham Jr., who I think has cemented himself in the last five years or so as one of the diva wide receivers in the NFL. So here's how this works. We need a list and we need four at the end of it. Let's just start putting names on the board. Who needs to be in this discussion of Mount Rushmore diva wide receivers in NFL history? Can I ask Judd a question before we get into putting together the list of people who are candidates? Mm -hmm. Are diva wide receivers a relatively new thing? Because... When I was young, like in the 80s and early 90s, Judd, I don't remember diva wide receivers really being that prominent a thing. Like Jerry Rice was the wide receiver yeah, of not, my childhood growing up no. and just soft-spoken, quiet, never caused a problem, team guy. Is this a relatively new thing? I would say yes, and I, I would say that I've got two names written down that I think are two of the first, and this will put a time context on this conversation. I've got T.O. Michael Irvin written down yeah. as potential. Irvin is like the godfather of he D.O. Might wide receivers. And that's, yeah. that's circa 1990-ish, right? No. Yeah, well, well, T.O. came in in like the mid-90s. 95 Irvin was probably. like 89 or 90 okay. when he came in. Yeah. yeah. So, so yes, as far because guys like Rice and Largent were model teammates. Yeah, like Lynn, Lynn Swan. I'm trying to think of all the John prominent Stars. receivers. Rashad, Fred Bolitnikoff was uh, he was oh, Fred he was a diva, and then he always needed just a bottle of stickum. You know, he would get mad. Yeah, if they tormented they the Vikings in that '77 Super Bowl game. But yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh, so I, I would say yes. I would say that it probably starts somewhere around 1990 or just after that. Okay. So all right, Rami, what are some names that, that have to be in this discussion here? I mean, we're in Minnesota. We start with Randy Moss, right? Yeah, we start with Randy Moss. I'll in terms play of when I want to play, and the Randy ratio were two things that. Stand out during that era. Yeah, so Randy Moss is not just a candidate. I think he's a lock, right? (laughs) Well, he might be. Chad Ochocinco is another guy who I think deserves consideration. We mentioned Terrell Owens. Yes. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., he's definitely, he definitely deserves consideration. Um, Who else? I'll give you a couple more here. All right. All right, because it's it it is going to be really hard to narrow this down to four because we've already said like well Michael Irvin's the Godfather right and Terrell Owens did push-ups in his driveway and Randy Moss has to be on the list yep and then we just named a bunch of other guys well what about these four or five well let's go back to Chad Ochocinco for a second then I'll put four or five new names on the board 
Chad Ochocinco was usually more concerned about his touchdown celebration and changing his name to Chad Ochocinco than anything that actually CD happened on the celebrations field. were fantastic, man. They were. Hall of Fame jacket. He I put agree. on a Hall of Fame jacket after and touchdown. And he helped get the rule lifted that, like, well, you can't use a prop anymore right. still. And he would get flagged for that. He once resuscitated a football. But his, yeah, he did. <laughs> CPR in a football. But his, you know, his creativity from uh, week to week at least got the NFL to say, all right, let's at least yeah. allow group celebrations, right? All right. There was once a wide receiver who wrote a book called Just Throw Me the Damn Ball. Give me a damn ball. Keyshawn yep. Johnson. He's on my list. Antonio Brown is the newest example. He's not only a diva, but he's also off his rocker. I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Does Antonio Brown, because of the problems, does he enter another class that almost we shouldn't concern ourselves with him? I'm it's, just asking it's this. A I'm not. Wild question. I'm not passing judgment here. But he has so many problems that go so far beyond sports and football. It's a worthwhile question. Where do you draw the line between diva and just mentally right. unstable, unstable and troubled, right? Correct. A few other ones. I don't know if I would put him on the Mount Rushmore, but Des Bryant for just sideline antics. True. And, you know, the talent to baggage ratio there started to weigh heavily in the favor of baggage. Mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall had some mental problems that he's open about, but once punted footballs in practice so yeah. that he could get dismissed. That's right? that's pretty diva-ish. But I think the off-the-field problems, again, with him probably take him to the Antonio Brown class. Right. I'm trying to think of guys who, were, who didn't have um, personality issues but were just divas. How about Plexico Burris? One shot himself. One shot himself in is the that leg. Diva behavior. He we had countless team <laughs> issues. Is keeping a gun in the waistband of your sweatpants diva behavior? How do you do that? I don't know. Doug. Okay, you know what? Explain this to me. You never see Mariah Carey at a club, okay? But I mean, what, what type of what type of sweatpants can one buy that that you that you could support a piece in there? I don't think those are out there, Judd. I think that was the problem. No, but I mean, like, okay. <laughs> right now. Ago, I said, yeah, I need some, need some bigger pockets. I think that's why he had a hole in his thigh. I think we just got to like, the bottom of it. In my sweatpants right now, if I tried to put a gun in my sweatpants, it's just going to fall right through, hit my foot, and then likely with plaques go, go, go off. Yeah. I don't no, understand I, where I the waistband right, support for said gun comes from. And I don't carry. But I'm just curious about this. Just to, just, just to, just to clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> just I, do not have a, I do not have a concealed carry permit, and I don't carry. In case Treat. anybody has ever come across Judd and thought, that guy looks like he carries. <laughs> Judd is looking for a pair of sweatpants that will hold his gun up. Treat him at James Elgad, please. I'm just, I just don't want to know what these sweatpants will look like. I All always right, so wondered that. So we're moving Plexico Burris into more of a reckless category That's than a diva category. I'm fine with that. We're moving Antonio Brown and Brandon Marshall into the, they might have, well, in Brandon Marshall's case, we know like he's been open about it, have had mental issues, we'll take them off the list. Yep. All right, so that, that leaves us with Terrell Owens, OBJ, Chad Ochocinco, mm-hmm. Michael Irvin, mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move Des Bryant off this because he's just like... He's just kind of do we have do we Keyshawn. do we have to pay homage to those who came along first and to Rami's question uh, to start the segment sort of established this type of personality for that position so Mike, is, Mike, like Michael Irvin yeah, so is OBJ while he continues the um, trend is OBJ less of a necessity on this Mount Rushmore than a guy like. Irvin, who, or, or, or at least guys who started things. You know, Chad Johnson started some things, right? Resuscitated football, 
put a Hall of Fame jacket on. Remember when he took the pylon and golf putted the football after he scored good. a touchdown? Yeah, that was great. You well. know, actually, Joe Horn, I wouldn't put in the Mount oh, Rushmore, but oh, Joe Horn. Oh, oh, oh. Joe yes. Horn once, when cell phones were the size of, the of your shoe, Joe Horn took the time before actually, the no, game started. That was a flip phone. That was a flip phone he took out. That wasn't, a, right, that wasn't right. a big brick phone. That but it was a, a flip phone. It was a pretty big flip phone, though, if I remember it. I'm going to look. I remember it being kind of small. It was actually. a flip, yeah. He planted it in the goalpost. But post. think about how early he had to go out there, right? Because oh, yeah. like, he had to go out there at least two hours before the game before actually, anyone no. else is, is wandering around the field. And then had to be sure that he was going to catch a touchdown pass on that side of the field. You know and, what? and Joe Horn was good, but he wasn't guaranteed to catch a touchdown pass in the game, let alone on that side of the field, unless he had a phone also hidden in yeah, the no, other. It was, goal it was kind of a small flip phone. It was like it was like Captain Kirk's uh, captain's log okay. thing that he used to. Okay. All yeah. right. I I think that that the playmaker has to be on this list. Is Michael Irvin the playmaker? Yes. Okay. I think Michael Irvin has to be. So he's one. Rami, you agree? Yes. I honestly think I mean, the, the he's guy, like the George Washington, like Judd just said. He's like he's, he lived in the White House, exactly. <laughs> or, at least, true. or at least he took his That's true. his friends to the White House. I honestly, I think Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn wrote a book yep. called "Give Me the Damn Ball." Yeah, you know what? That might that probably earns him a spot on the Mount Rushmore of Diva wide receivers. So we got two of our four now, right? I have no problem with. And those. we've got three left here. Terrell Keyshawn's like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Michael Irvin's George Washington. Yep. <laughs> so Terrell Owens. And don't ask me who the other two guys are on Mount Rushmore, because I'm not sure. That is one boring place, by the way, to go. I've been there once. Oh, is it boring? Never been. Oh, it's not exciting. The Black Hills, too. A lot of driving around. It's not very exciting. <laughs> it's good for social distancing. Well, like, so, so Go there now. So with Mount Rushmore, how close do you get to the actual faces? Uh, when I was there, I was there when I was fourteen, so it's been a long, long, long time. But it felt—I think you're standing way down below, and it's—I mean, you're not really close. It's pretty amazing. Like if you think about it, it's great work. But I mean, it you is can get the postcard. Work. But get the postcard. You don't need to go. It's like the concert's not <laughs> worth the payoff. Just get the get the album. The four presents, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hand together for be, the four presents. There's going to be some nightlife around somewhere, right? There's going to be a bar or something. The, in it's the Black Hills? South Dakota. Yeah, yeah been to no, South man. Dakota? One time. There's, there's life in South Buffalo Dakota. Burgers. I'm saying there's got to be a place with wings or something. Buffalo Burgers is where it's at there. And those I got a bunch of people tweeting me Chris Carter should be under consideration. Ooh, Was he a diva? Oh, Very yeah, much yeah. so. Uh, that's a good Vikings one. Wow. And, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Chris Carter we think of that one? was kind of a sneaky diva, right? Like He, he always you had to have a fall guy. That's right. No, he's a diva. That's. A, I mean, I don't know if he gets in the Mount he's Rushmore. He's not Mount but that's Rushmore, but he's worth. He's got to be in the conversation for sure. Okay, so what's the conversation? So we have Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson in the Mount Rushmore. Irvin and Keyshawn, and okay. the other three guys we're debating here. We need two of these three, unless somebody else comes up with a name that we're missing here. All right, Tara Lowens, Chad Ochocinco, and Randy Moss. I think To is a no-brainer, isn't he? I agree. Yes, this he dude is. held he out of practice. Be. And then called reporters to his house to do shirtless sit-ups in his driveway. While his agent said, next question. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The always likable Drew Rosenhaus. And I got to say. Yeah, I'm with Rami. Between Chad Ochocinco and Randy Moss. Randy Moss definitely had moments, right? The the entire 2010 season. Ochocinco's more of a diva. Ochocinco is. Ochocinco's more of a distraction, more of a diva, more high maintenance. Terrell Owens? 
No. No, no, no. The oh, Randy okay. Moss. Okay. So we put T.O. on, right? Okay. Right. And Chad Ochocinco changed his name to Ochocinco. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Man, Randy Moss? Hold on. I thought Randy Moss was a no-brainer when we first started this discussion. And I'm not saying you guys aren't making some valid points, but <laughs> to you. me, Randy Moss was a no-brainer. And you know what? Odell Beckham Jr. is, to me, kind of a... This dude got into a fight with a kicking net and then apologized to it and kissed it the next week. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Right? Yeah, but I feel like those who came before him paved that way, and we'd be leaving off some guys that came before him. I'm with Judd on this. I think it's not that OBJ isn't a diva. It's not that Randy Moss isn't a diva. It's that Chad Ochocinco, from week to week, so are we saying like Mount Rushmore? Penalties and fines yeah, exactly. to do touchdown are, celebrations. Are we saying like Mount Rushmore yes. that it's already been carved, but grades have come since? Right. Hey, okay. FDR, right. sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. No, Fair enough. No if that's the approach we're that. taking, then if we're going chronological, then I guess you're right. All right, just for fun. Yes. Rami, can you name the four presidents? On, with, on within, Mount Rushmore? Do not Google. I'm not. You guys can see me you, on video. I'm okay. not going to even go to my computer. You get 60 seconds. So I got Washington and Lincoln, right? Isn't there a Roosevelt up there? Isn't there one of the Roosevelt's up there? Yes. Okay. Which Te- one is Teddy? it? Teddy? Is it Teddy Roosevelt? Yes. All right. And, uh, man, you get you, you're 75% one. of the way home. You're doing good. And also keep in mind, like, you can rule out a large chunk of the presidents because the construction started in 1927. Oh, that helps me because of my depth, Vast my breadth knowledge. of presidential history knowledge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me just go back in my memory and consider all the presidents before 1927 because I have that memorized. All right, here's um, a hint. He you don't had, remember he... presidents like Manny remembers Super Bowls? No. Oh. I don't remember anything the way Manny remembers Super Bowls. <laughs> Maybe Seinfeld lines. And I'm okay with that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any less of you for that. All right, here's a hint. He had gray hair. Oh, gee, oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, man. buddy. Appreciate it. Benjamin is... No, Benjamin Franklin wasn't a president. No. Um, I didn't even say it. I didn't even... I, I started, but stopped myself. Um, uh, Rami, Regis, this is Regis what we call Philbin a no-win. Final answer. Um, Rami, this is what we, we call... You've been put into the position of no-win. <laughs> For the record, had you done this to me, it would be just as uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you. I'm not oh, sitting here on the answer. It's not Benjamin Franklin. All right, so we got that. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah! Am I the only one who picks this up? Where do you go, Rami? Am I the only one who confuses Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin? Ah, they're both from, you know, a long time ago. And Hold on, it's Lefty Grove, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth. <laughs> should have been a baseball, Mount Rushmore. That's what it should have been. <laughs> you know what? If, if Hannes Wagner. If a baseball team was smart... You know how you know you know how in Kansas City they have like the mountainscape yeah. over the center field wall. How has no baseball team put a Mount Rushmore of their franchise Angels could do it over too. one of the center field walls yet in their stadium with all the wacky things that we've seen that yeah. re, that hideous sculpture in Miami at their stadium? How has nobody put up a Mount Rushmore of their franchise over the center field wall in Major League Baseball yet? Time to do it right now, right? right? Yeah. It's it, the, Mar- the, the The Marlins would be the team to do it, right? Who would be on the Marlins Mount Rushmore though? Jonathan, hit the intro again. <laughs> hit the intro again. 
Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week with Maggie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. <laughs> the problem is the two the two seasons in which they won the World Series. And by the way, they've never won a division, but they have two World Series wins, which is amazing. Like all the players on those teams are like one year guys, right? Wait, 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 wait. I have your guy. I know, I know. They're George Washington. Okay, go ahead. Jeff Conine. Jeff Conine, probably right. Charles Johnson, the catcher. He's a good catcher. Yeah, love Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson was great. <laughs> now, Dontrell Willis. How long was he there? I, that, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, kind of a shooting star. He was here and then he was gone. But did anybody get more pub for Marlins oh, baseball you know, than Dontrell Willis? You know who I got? With the wacky windup? Juan Pierre, because he could be on yeah, everybody's, because he played for every stinking team but the Twins. Actually, could you just put Juan Pierre and Luis Castillo as like kind of a Siamese twin head on the Mount Rushmore of the Marlins? That'd look really freaky. I loved Juan Pierre, though. Juan Pierre was great, man. He about, was your leadoff Okay, here. what about that? Remember that stocky second baseman, Dan Ugla? Oh, yeah. Who hit like 30 home yeah, runs home every run. year? Yeah, I wonder why he hit so many home runs. Plus... <laughs> his head—he looks like a rock too. He's yeah. Like I wonder why his head. I wonder why his head looks so big. I think John Giancarlo Stanton probably has to be on the Marlins Mount Rushmore. I guess. <laughs> next sure. up, next up, the Rockies Mount Rushmore. <laughs> as we continue to tackle the tough subjects. <laughs> Todd Helton for sure. By the way, Amazing. Todd Helton slam dunk. Larry Walker too. Amazing. Oh, Helton and Walker, yeah. That, that's their Washington Walker. and Lincoln. I love Walker. Dante no doubt. Andres Galarraga. Dante Bichette's another one. I wonder why he was built like that. Vinny Castillo. I remember Andres Galarraga as an expo, guys. Yeah. Big Cat, right? Yeah. The Big Cat? That's what they call it. Love him? the Big Cat. Mm. Love the Big Cat. Played for, uh, did he play for Super St. Louis underrated. as well, Rami? Uh, I thought he played for the Cardinals, Rami. Maybe. Should, there might have been a short stint there, Should we talk about the Cardinals? That's all right. We don't have to do that. Cardinals baseball? Man, how about the 90s Pirates, you guys? The nineties pirates. pirates. Yeah. And Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Never forget the nineties pirates fell. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week with Maggie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Doug Drabeck. Andy Van Slyke. Doug Drabeck, I liked him. <laughs> Early nineties Barry Bonds before he went to the uh, Skinny Barry Giants. Small head, very small. Jim Leland. Jim Leland. You got to put Jim Leland on there, or right? It, or do we move Bonds off and oh, put Jim Leland no. and Jim Leland's ashtray? Tom Prince. Tom Prince played for the Pirates? The great catcher, Tom Prince. Yeah, he did. Tom Prince. I owned him in rotisserie one year. Amazing. Hmm. It's come to that. Let's, let's explore Judd Zolgad's <laughs> 1990 rotisserie baseball teams. I made some great draft picks, too. Our secondary phase, 15 rounds. I knew my minor leagues. You thought no one cared about your fantasy teams before. <laughs> Check out this new segment. <laughs> Judd, who are, Judd, who are like your four favorite fantasy players you've ever owned in baseball? <laughs> Mount Rushmore. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week with Mackie, Judd, and Rob. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. My favorite player of all time. I'm going to give you one. That I own. The, my favorite of all time because he was so damn good that he was worth the price. Greg Maddox wow. absolutely dominated everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh no Greg Maddox. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Greg Maddox would never work today because the umpires have to actually be held accountable to the corners. Right? Okay. Like, Greg Maddox would never be as successful so, in today's era. So, last week, MLB Network showed 
86, 85, I think it was the 1986 Mets home opener, Doc Gooden, and I think that was Gary Carter's first game as a Met against uh, the Cardinals, all right? Tim McCarver, the analyst, I kid you guys not, is explaining halfway through the game, because somebody had come over from the American to the National League, he is explaining the difference, because that's back in the days of the umpires being exclusive to one league, the difference between the American League strike zone and the National League strike zone. And what he said was, the American League um, worked above the catcher, and I think they had those big protectors, so they'd be looking down so you wouldn't get the low strike. The National League umps didn't use the bubble protector as much, and he literally talks about, and so these umps, they call it right in the slot, because they can see, because they got between the catcher and down in that slot. So he's literally explaining the difference same sport, same professional baseball, right? Between the American and National League strike zones. Think about that for Boy. a second. And this is where we've come, right here. This Think is about this that. is this is quarantine life without sports. Greg Maddox. I kind of love this segment. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is fun. Kind of love it. Did Tom- you guys Tomorrow the 80s. I don't know where this originated from, but did you guys I think it's Adam Amin from ESPN. Yes. He just sent a photo out. It's a uh, it's a screen capture of a Zoom chat. Yeah, I saw this. It's and I Adam him, Amin with eight dog mascots from colleges. I literally with like Bulldogs, Fresno State, the Washington. No, I'm sorry, the Yukon Husky. Nice. The Butler Bulldog, the Bryant Bulldog, the Western Illinois Bulldog. Are they Bulldogs? Not sure. He got. Eight different bulldog mascots. We did Adam and asked, "How do I get in on this? I'm a good boy. Why can't I get in on this? I'm a good boy. Who's a good? Who's a good co-host? You a good co-host? I need a dog biscuit to get in on that Zoom call. This is great. Who's a good boy? Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.